Welcome to another Art of Relationships podcast. We are grateful for listeners like you. Let's get right into it. Well, it's good to be back here for another podcast uh, with Elisa, uh, my Hello. beautiful bride, and I'm um, Chris. And um, it's just uh, one of these joys, Lisa, that we get to talk about relationships and questions. And I think working with college students is awesome because many of them are in the middle of relationships, mm-hmm. right? And Or and, wishing they were. Yeah, or wishing they <laughs> were. And oh my gosh, there's so many cool, fun things. You know, you find your partner and or you find that person that gets you or hears you or understands you. It's a fun time in yeah, life, isn't it, when you're great. dating? And then for some, that finding that other person and dating is like the worst thing in the world, right? Oh, they, some of them are really hurting because they want to be in a relationship, but sometimes they're just not being asked out. They don't mm-hmm. know what to do about it. But gosh, we get a lot of questions about dating. Yeah. And and so um, a couple of times what we've done is, uh, I think this is really fun, is we, we have a class on relationships and we have students um, – in that class, write in questions, but we take questions all the time, whether, mm-hmm. you know, people just, you know, email a question in or they text a question or they or they submit a question online. So at least there are some out there that just stand out. And, and let's let's address a couple of these when it comes to dating relationships or just relationships at the beginning stages, let's say, mm-hmm. or whatever they're at. So do you have any good questions that came in that stood out to you? Well, there was one that uh, that came in, but... Um This one is actually about a serious dating situation. And they said, how do you help a serious dating partner who has low self-esteem or self-image? Yeah. Woo. Man, that's a tough one. one. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, you wonder how it how it plays out. Why are they asking that question? Is it because the other person is, you know, constantly deflecting, you know, like, oh, no, I'm not that good. Or, or, you know, are they Mm. really, you know, struggling with accepting compliments? And for some reason, they just, you know, because I think somebody that rejects or doesn't accept a compliment, it might be based upon the fact they don't feel good about themselves, right? Mm. What what is esteem Mm -hmm. to, to, to have esteem for oneself could also be seen sometimes in I think inappropriately is oh that's what Jesus would be he he wouldn't you know lift himself up he would be mm. you know just a quiet nobody in the room it's like I don't so think, false humility yeah yeah a little mm-hmm. bit of false humility and I sometimes maybe people get stuck in that so is the person struggling with false humility they're always just wanting to defer you know, they, they don't feel good about themselves, you know, maybe in, in another realm. Mm-hmm. Um, Looking for a compliment. And maybe, yeah, maybe there's, there's struggles like that. But let's just kind of assume that they really do just lack self-esteem in a way that says, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not good enough or, or I'm not mm-hmm. worthy, you know, mm-hmm. to be esteemed as you, you know, to, to esteem somebody at any time is to lift them to a point where we say you are valuable, mm-hmm. you are worthy. In fact, I want to esteem you. Let me give you my blessing or my gifts or my presence, you know, and, and I'm going to bring you up and esteem you. Mm. So in a relationship, what does that mean? Well, if a person says, my partner doesn't have any self-esteem, mm-hmm. is that the, is that what they said? Mm-hmm. And and mm-hmm. they're struggling with that. I guess, I guess you have to maybe as maybe go a little bit deeper and say at the deep, most extreme end, if, if they are really just 
unable to appreciate who not only how God made them and who they are, they they some men probably need to get some help by how mm. does God view you? Uh, it might be how do you view yourself? Where did your esteem come from? What happened in your family? What happened with your parents? Why are you there? Why why was somebody uh, you know hurting you? Maybe you know calling you whatever, and so mm-hmm. therefore you believed that, mm. and that might take therapy. Mm-hmm. So maybe let's assume this person isn't at the therapeutic level, but okay. getting close. What do you think? Yeah, uh, that's a great distinction. It could just be that maybe, you know, they're having some self-doubts mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, it's not at the clinical level, like you said, but just having self-doubts. And so mm-hmm. really speaking words of affirmation and appreciation. But what we find in research about that is that the more specific you can be in your words of compliments or affirmations, instead of generalizing it, the more meaningful it'll be. So instead of, wow, you're really a good friend and I really appreciate what a good friend you are. Well, that's kind of general. But to say, you know what, you're really thoughtful the way, you know, you sent me that card that just was saying, hey, I'm thinking about you. I know you're having a hard week. That was really thoughtful. And you're you're really good at noticing when I'm down and and you you rise to the occasion to to, you mm-hmm. know, speak to me and to notice that. And I really appreciate that about mm-hmm. you. But it's very specific. Yeah. So I love that. At least it's, it's um, bringing words of affirmation, yeah. kindness, affection. But let me ask you this, Chris. What if, what, what if it's a result of, um, let's say, sin or bad behavior in their life and they do feel bad about themselves and so there how do you address it from that point as a dating partner? Yeah, and, and from that angle, you know, if the other person if and I guess if you know that. The point mm-hmm. is you're going to have to discern and come up with and maybe set, you know, take some time to you know, go to a vulnerable, safe place, and and in in a in a time in which you know, inner the other person can start to share. Mm. What is it that's causing them to do this now. Now, if the answer is it's because of their behavior, they're doing things they shouldn't be doing, and they just feel like a rotten, horrible person. Then I would say, all right, you're going to have to. They don't really truly understand something like forgiveness. What is forgiveness? How does God view us? What What does it mean to? Uh, be a sinful person to live in a world in which I struggle with some things, um, but you know the person who really wants to try and change and just is having a hard time is very different than the person who just sins and do- has given up and says I don't really care. Mm. So I would say you know it's Good that point. yeah it's, it's that person that if they're struggling in this they really need to understand that we're kind of in a relationship with a God that knows and understands and has told us, how many times should I forgive my brother? You know, up to mm-hmm. seven. Or, you know, and I think Jesus' response is, you know, it was always clear. Uh, no, you give, you continue to forgive, you know, up to seven times 70. And of course, that number is, isn't really the important thing. The idea is we're serving a God. We're with a God who understands our brokenness, yeah. our messed upness. And now, if that person's low self-esteem is because they've simply given up and they just have lived and leaned into this life of sin and they're like, ah, oh, whatever, I don't care anymore. I'm a bad, horrible person. I'm going to keep doing this. Then I think you have a different issue. So it probably depends on your heart, huh? 
Yeah, I think so. You know, I think self-esteem too can come, low self-esteem can come from some other hard places. And that, you know, ignoring the clinical ones, like I said, if let's just, let's just real quickly say this. The clinical ones that we're talking about is if, if you grew up, you were bullied a lot. Ooh, Being bullied yeah. can cause a low self-esteem, right? Or, or maybe there's some sort of abuse that went on, verbal. Mm-hmm. Those kinds of things are really hard to do. You know, maybe there's some sort of stigma or discrimination or mm. prejudice or something that you, that, that is, deeply impacted you and it continues to have an impact in your life, then I think those are what, what you and I are calling clinical. Yeah. You probably need help with that, right? And mm-hmm. you need someone who's pretty good at understanding how to draw somebody out of that. How do we view ourselves differently? I, but, you know, but there could be low self-esteem also, at least that's maybe not quite clinical, but it's based upon maybe not how I was raised, but what's going on in my life right now. I can't find a job. Mm-hmm. I'm stressed out. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, my my uh, my uh, I don't know degree isn't working out. I I can't figure out how to, you know, pass this class. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, you know, maybe they their low self esteem is we had one is about they can't pass a class. We had one student who could not pass. A particular class. I don't know mm. if I should say it or not, but <laughs> she just came to us and said, I can't pass this class. I've taken it four times oh, and no. I can't pass it. And, I, and their oh. self-esteem was starting to be affected. Now, the good news was I think this person handled it very well and they didn't. They, they realized, all right, it's specific to this. Mm-hmm. I'm not, you know, bad. But mm. self-esteem issues that come from that really need a, a proper I don't know, maybe a person coming and saying, what, what is going on? Are you okay? What's happening mm-hmm. here? This doesn't define you. Let's process this. You know, and mm-hmm. a lot of grace is being shown. Yeah. And so that's one way that's to deal beauty. with that. What okay. else? Okay. I think that's really good. Yeah. Okay. I have another question for okay. you. Right. Okay. This was actually sent in to us um, for the podcast. Okay. Uh, it actually says, thank you so much for your podcast. Mm-hmm. You guys are awesome. <laughs> it does really say that. <laughs> thank you. That's so nice. Anyway, it says, I have a question. Is it okay and healthy for a Christian to date more than one person? At the same time. And they said they clarified this. It says, I started dating a girl recently, and even though things are going good and she likes me very much, Mm. she asked me if it would be okay if she dates more people at the same time. And apparently because um, at the same time to feel that she chooses me by having other options. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, <laughs> to me, okay, it's always going to come down to the, the definition of the word relationship or dating. So let's put it this mm. way. If you are romantically uh, deeply involved in, a, in, in, in your relationship is not casual dating, then, yeah, I think it's wrong. I mean, it, that is, mm-hmm. if, if there's an implied consent that you and I have an emotional you know, connection that we are, there's a romantic part to our dating relationship. Um, and in, in that way, there's a sense of exclusivity, mm-hmm. right? We, we are exclusive with each other. That, I, I would say that that's more than casual dating. That's serious dating. And to have more than one is, is not right. Now, mm-hmm. 
to can you date casually more than one person? I, I think if I think it all comes down to the word casual, mm-hmm. right? I mean, if a person is casually dating a person, that is, they've seen them three or four times, mm-hmm. uh, which is more than one, but fewer than you know ten. Um, I would say, all right, fine. You're dating. You're casual. You've gone out mm-hmm. here, but but the, you know they don't always need to pay attention or know exactly everything I'm doing in life yet because we're mm-hmm. just casual dating. I I think it's okay to to maintain friendships so long as those other friendships are also casual, defined mm-hmm. as friendly friendships, getting mm-hmm. to know. I mean, that's the whole point about casual dating is getting to know whether or not you're connected and like somebody and you, you know, you have shared similarities and values and humor. I don't know, Lisa, what do you think? Yeah, I, I, I completely agree with you. I think, you know, if you've just started going out with this person, if you've been going out for, let's say, two months or so, then by that time, you should know if you're ready to, you know, hey, I, I, I'm ready to be exclusive and to see, you know, where our relationship's going to go. You both need to be on that same page. And if the other person by, you know, eight weeks in, you've been seeing each other regularly throughout the week, multiple weeks, and they're not ready to go there, then maybe you might need maybe you might be dating the wrong person. Maybe they're just they're just not there yet for whatever reason. And maybe they'll never be. You know, you never know. But it seems like by, you know, by what you said, you've you've been going out for a little while. If you're ready to be exclusive and they're not, then maybe you need to re uh, reevaluate the relationship. Yeah, I think so, too, Elise. I think t- um, you also need to probably have that conversation. It's so important to, you know, be clear up front by making the other person understand where you're at in a relationship. Some people fall in love really easily. And after three or four dates, you know, they can be in their mind, they can take this to a deeper level. Like Mm. I am really falling in love with this person. Well, either they need to be prepared to, you know, either hold that back and wait to see if the relationship, you know, progresses and Mm -hmm. catches up. Um, and then I have to be willing. Suppose and this was probably the case for us. I was falling in love with you very early on. And so mm-hmm. I had to make sure that if you were dating somebody else or saw somebody that, you know, that was appropriate for the casual dating stage. Mm-hmm. We would say, in fact, we'd say, oh, we're just really good friends. And so if you would call me and say, oh, I went, you know, bowling with a guy, you know, I'd go, well, <laughs> good, I'm really? sure that was a fun date. <laughs> so, but it would, it, it, it I had to get used to the fact that, hmm, well, we are just casually dating as friends and I have nothing over her even though. But the the danger there is if, like you said, if the relationship isn't caught up to the depth of my feelings. And that might require me at some point, which it did, to say, hey, I would like to for us to start, quote, dating, which implied – it's just you and Exclusivity. I. And, and if you mm-hmm. do have friends at this point, guy friends, that's fine. But going on a date with a guy friend would kind of, in a sense, make me feel like, oh, wait a minute, we need to redefine dating. Right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. luckily that didn't happen. But I think maybe yeah. that's their concern. Yeah, I think you're right. Good yeah. answer. Good answer. All right. Got any more? OK. Yeah. This, right. this is from another podcast listener. Sure. And uh, 
Yeah, I don't know if it's a guy or a girl. I can't tell. Anyway, uh, it says this. How much attention should one expect from, oh, it must be a girl. How much attention should one expect from a boyfriend or a girlfriend after dating one year? Should you expect to be prioritized over their friends or hobbies? They've been dating one year. What kind of priority should you be? Should you be over their friends and hobbies? Yeah, again, boy, a lot of this is going to come down to definitions and conversations and coming to understanding and agreement. It's almost as if the first answer is easy and simple. If you are in conversation with another person on a regular basis and you're sharing your heart and you guys know and understand, then you don't run into this problem. Mm -hmm. Um, However, um, that doesn't necessarily help here. So it goes Mm -hmm. like this. The way I'm hearing this is the other person sounds like they're feeling a little bit exclude mm, ignored maybe a little bit ignored or or maybe not important mm-hmm. or, and so if you're dating for a year there's an, an implied assumption there that you're important we're only dating each other this is you don't stay together with somebody for a whole year that doesn't have the potential to be somebody you're going to make a lifelong commitment to and if you're feeling after one year of that kind of dating again mm-hmm. it's defining what they call dating mm-hmm. what they mean by that if somehow or another that other person is feeling left out, not as important, like you said, ignored, maybe they're just like, they're, maybe you have a different definition of year-long dating. You know, mm-hmm. the other person might be thinking, well, this is casual. And I want to continue to maintain my friendships because they're important to me. You're important, but still you have to get in line. Mm-hmm. Then I think a conversation needs to be had. So how important, if you've been dating for one year, mm-hmm. how important do you think it is in that, that those two people in their lives to keep um, friendships and hobbies going yeah. versus uh, cutting all that off and spending all their time mm-hmm. with their dating partner? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Because I think that can be the danger. Mm -hmm. The danger being that uh, some are saying what? What? What's the what? What? What's the danger? Do you think? I think the danger is that we get that as dating partners, we would get so wrapped up in each other and just that we cut out our friends. Oh, I see. We cut out our other interests so that we can just spend all our time together. Mm -hmm. And when you're dating. I think it's important to still keep your friendships and making regular time with your friends and your hobbies, as well as your dating partner. Mm -hmm. And, you know, maybe part of this could be if you're in college, you're also working in factoring in school and family, and you have a lot of pools on your time Mm -hmm. and your attention. Mm -hmm. And so um, to expect your dating partner to put all those other things aside and focus exclusively on you, Mm -hmm. I think is a bit unrealistic and unhealthy because i think you need to keep the balance in there yeah i think i think one key word you, you made lisa is that their college age let's say let's say they've been dating a year that but they're that kind of dating they don't yet know if it's going to result in marriage but to date for a year is a long time 
And it, it starts to cause these kinds of problems, right? Yeah. So suppose you're 25, you're out of work, you've been dating a year. Well, you're probably- You mean out of school? I mean out of school, sorry. <laughs> or you're out of work too. So you're out of work, out of school. But let's suppose you've been dating that, you know, for a year, and, but, but, you're, but you're both of serious about dating, you've had that, com- that mm-hmm. conversation. Well, then, yeah, the That's other different. person is becoming a priority mm-hmm. to you and you better start cutting things out. Mm-hmm. Again, that's because the serious nature of your degree to which you're dating determines mm-hmm. whether or not you cut out other things and friends. Yeah. If I'm dating somebody casually for a year or two since high school or dating since high school, I need to continue to grow and develop, but I better tell that other person, listen, you're important to me, but I'm growing and developing in a lot of other ways. And I'm not quite sure if we're going to get married or not, just like you aren't. That's mm-hmm. why we're still dating. And so therefore, for me to grow and do, I need to keep my friends and keep doing these things. Mm-hmm. Again, what's yeah, what's the per- why are they feeling ignored? Is it because they maybe felt you've communicated more love and more potential for a future than the other person? And they're pers- not returning it. And they're not returning it. Ah, that's know. interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Well, those are some great questions that we got to address today, Chris. Yep. Uh, I think we're good for today. Yep. Okay, well, thanks for listening to The Art of Relationships. Don't forget to listen to us on your favorite platform, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, a couple of them, and click that subscribe button and give us five stars. We'd love it if you did that, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to The Art of Relationships. This podcast is only made possible through generous donations from listeners just like you. If you like it and want to help keep the podcast going, Visit our website at cmr.biola.edu and make a donation today.